This could get so out of control. One of the best inventions in the world. I'm excited. You're not even really answering the question. So big. Who the hell is this guy? Hey, cowboy. Son of a bitch. Too fast, too furious. Holy fuck, but I don't use Google. 99% of the time, it's probably not true. I'm a pain in the ass. Oh, I watched last night. I mean, I didn't watch last night. You're supposed to hate them. Welcome to Prudent Podcast with your hosts, Candace and Jacob. Good morning. Welcome to the Prudent Podcast. Good morning, Candace. How are you? Good morning. It feels so good to be here recording. We take some time off in between recordings, so I'm always happy to be back. Hello. And you know what? It's a beautiful day outside that they were recording this, well, which is probably the day before we're going to release it. But yes, it is fantastic to be back on the Prudent Podcast. By the way, congratulations, Candace. Because we are ranked once again on Good Pods. Uh, Good Pods. Got that email yesterday, and I'm looking at it right now. We are 42 in the top 100 indie society and culture, and number 70 in the society and culture overall. That's awesome. So Congrats, we, partner. And that's, yeah, and that's like two weeks not releasing anything. So, yeah. Good times. Yes, we rock. Mm-hmm. I like getting those uh, from Good Pods because, uh, it, you know, it's a nice little reminder that uh, that app, uh, you know, people listen and among others. So I get it for our show, my show, all the other cool stuff. Pretty Yay, interesting. That's amazing. Your show does so well. Your independent show does so well on Good Pods. It's amazing. Well, I, I'm, I'm throw, I threw a bunch of topics in, in, in on my show that are yeah. a little bit more engaging in between yes. the interviews. Whoa, let me tell you. Woo-hoo, they engage. <laughs> that's uh, that's been something. That's why I got another one this weekend coming up. But that's not the point today. Today we're gonna <laughs> rock it out with this show because yep. we're killing it. We got some interesting topics to talk about today. Uh, you want to do a little bit of cleanup for our last shows because uh, it's been a while and uh, some feedback on what we uh, talked about previously. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um... Well, I personally have a couple of things that I need to clean up and sweep out. Um, Not, not anything, not necessarily feedback from listeners, but feedback from me reading up on things we've chatted about. Mm -hmm. One one being the fact that Miss Kim Kardashian decided to wear an epic dress, uh, a couple epic dresses. Well, I thought I was going crazy for a while because, you know, I had a couple friends that were on my side. Mm -hmm. Um, thinking it was inappropriate. However, a lot of people seemed it that it was fitting for her to wear that. But Bob Mackey, one of the biggest designers of all time, mm-hmm. he does like the most beautiful creations for people like Cher, Madonna, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out and said she legitimately had no business wearing that dress, which made me very happy mm-hmm. because it, as non-fashionable as I am and non-educated in that topic, it was more than that. It was, it was the fact that she was taking from an icon who had no say she, she wasn't alive to say, no, please don't do that. So the fact that a really reputable designer came out and said, um, and this is no, no hit on this woman's on her. It's just the fact that she and her publicists and her designers or whomever made a bad choice. And I'm glad to have Bob 
Mackie on my side. <laughs> so what we learn here is Candace's hate for uh, Kim Kardashian continues on this episode. <laughs> oh, I, Three episodes know, in a row. Yeah, this is a trend on this show. It's a trend. <laughs> you know, we're, I'm, I'm exhausting saying I don't have any hate for this woman, which I don't. And yet her name still comes in my mouth. But I just wanted to sweep sweep that under the rug I'll stop talking about that but it's it's good to know that there are um people of that have great reputation in the fashion world that are coming out and saying that that was inappropriate so I felt I felt good about that (laughs) again I'm appreciating the continuous hate on Kim Kardashian uh from you and uh, it's great hey you know what look listen your dog agrees it's like fuck that we don't need this bullshit. <laughs> she just won't stop. I don't That's know. Great. I think get her it's, larynx taken it's out. Awesome. Uh, but again, you, you're just saturating the market with it, and uh, it's amazing. And your dog agrees. And hopefully, and this she- continue on every episode, and we make it a thing. Maybe. <laughs> what do we hate Kim Kardashian for today? <laughs> what do we hate? Him? A lot of things. Exactly. Uh, you know body positivity and yet she's the most insecure person that that you'll ever know you're gonna make it a a segment i'm telling you yeah no no don't let me do that please oh no well i'm gonna push for it once (laughs) once the soundboard is hooked up we're gonna have a kim kardashian drop Mm -hmm. and that's gonna be like the go-to like okay candace time yeah also uh yeah i got a soundboard everybody is so exciting my parents are amazing and uh our our biggest listeners i think and uh, for my birthday i got a soundboard so stay tuned because it's going to be lots of fun me interrupting jacob with like a or a yay that's that's exactly what everybody wants like shut the fuck (laughs) up jacob soundboard That'd be great. So do you have do you have any other i have another cleanup if you want to go, go for it no go okay. for it go for it um it was kind of playing on the the comedian and comedian mm-hmm. and how far is too far with comedy yep. uh i couldn't wait to to bring this up mm-hmm. to you before i've already talked to you about it mm-hmm. but um if you want to watch something that is beyond I mean, I'm sure there's other things out there and people will go, oh yeah, she thinks that one's fucked up. We should mm-hmm. listen to this. But my husband and I watched Supernature with J- Ricky Gervais's stand-up. Yep, I watched it because you told me to. Did you? Yep. Okay. And he goes, I mean, into some really deep, he says some things that, you know, are intense and even got me to not even laugh. And I kind of just stayed, stayed quiet, but that the, why I kept telling myself was if I don't want to see this, I just need to not watch it. So it's not as though, you know, it's too far or it's too much to me. It's like, if you don't appreciate something, just don't fucking watch it at all. There were mm-hmm. people in the crowd laughing and dying. You heard at these comments that were pretty intense and, you know, toward cultures, nationalities, children, death, um, really intense things that could trigger some people. But I wanted to follow up by saying even somebody like me who completely understands comedy can be, you know, taken back by some comments. 
but I just had to reassure myself. My husband's in the corner laughing his ass off, but some of the things for me were, were really intense. Uh, I don't know. How did you feel about this? The, uh, the, uh, standup? Well, I went into it with, with high expectations because you recommended it and okay. uh, I'm like, okay. And I, I like Ricky. He's pretty, he's pretty funny. Usually. Um, yeah. didn't find it as offensive as I thought I was going to, okay. as it's going to be. Um, yeah, there were some parts that weren't extremely funny. Um, I was like, eh, okay, but, uh, it was good. I got it again. I didn't find it that offensive because I know it's jokes. And half yeah. the like I, like I always say when it, if it's funny it's and it's sometimes true it's even funnier. Yeah, um, so true. Right. So when you when you know when he's telling you things and you're like you're cringing but you're like ah yeah that's probably true. Uh, it's like yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some of the cringy moments were like yeah well we know it's true and it's actually more sad than anything. So but again I thought it was gonna be a little bit even more funnier. I thought he was gonna be he mm-hmm. had a lot of like stoppages and. Yeah, in in his show and kind of kind of some of the jokes were slower, but um, it was okay. Hmm. You know, it wasn't amazing, but it was good. Yeah, again, I, I didn't, I know, I didn't sit there and be like, oh, you know, I'm super offended. No, it's jokes. It's funny, and right, I can see why people would be like, oh my god, right. Cancel. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. It called, it's definitely a, a show that, like I said to you, you better watch it before it gets shut off. Yeah, of the, because. People are going to boycott that just for some yeah. of the comments that he said. Um, but it's like you said, when things are true, they're funnier. Mm-hmm. So yep. sorry, I set you up for disappointment there, but I thought it <laughs> no, was a prime example. It was necessary. Of, yeah, it was a good, it was pretty decent. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, for sure. So those are my cleanup topics. Mm-hmm. No, I think our last couple episodes are great. And I hope people check it out. I know we had a lighthearted one, the last one which wasn't as um, intense, uh, which is good. We need to, we're going to have a lot, quite a few of those, just uh, keeping it, you know, kind of light and interactive and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's what we need to do. Uh, but no, it was good. No, nothing crazy. You know, everybody enjoying the topics of conversation and, uh, you know, so they can go on with their day. Uh, most of my friends listen as they come to work. So mm-hmm. uh, on their drives, because our, 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 this show is a little longer. And uh, it's perfect for that. Exactly. It's exactly what I feedback I get too is that people like to on their drives Mm -hmm. um, or their like walks Mm -hmm. listen to these ones because they're longer. Um, Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So let's get into some of the topics we have today. And I'm going to have you take the lead on this first one because. For some reason, well, I didn't have a super giant amount of time to research, but I did mm-hmm. put some effort into it. And I did. I did put some effort into it. and But I couldn't find the exact conspiracy theory you were talking about because part three of our conspiracy theories is pandas. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have I'm going to have you introduce it and I'm going to gasp on this side as you tell me what the hell these things are. <laughs> so... This is this this conspiracy theory is one that you would have to you have to dig deep. You you know it's not on a regular Google engine search. And I say Mm this, um, Google is not the regular engine search search engine. But you know you have to search for it. And do I believe it? 
not as much as I believe, you know, aliens or probably even that there's yetis and Bigfoots out there. Um, the panda bear conspiracy theory is um, more so the fact that it's believed that Chinese have created this in a lab, a bear, this bear, for instance, or not for instance, that we're speaking of. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fact that then this is why it's cons- it's uh, questioned. The babies are born extremely tiny, extremely like the size of a stick of butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in comparison to other bears. So, you know, they classify it as a bear. Uh, some say that it shouldn't be classified as a bear because of it's just general evolution of it. It's not the same as a black bear, or brown bear, any of those types of things. Um, it's almost impossible to get panda bears to mate. And the, the entire universe spends all this time and energy on trying to conserve and preserve these bears when really it's kind of a, a hoax is what is said. Uh, it's a way to get people to pay for and sponsor these cuddly little bears uh, when really the money is not going towards that. As the story goes, um, China China is the only place in the entire world that you can get a panda bear from. And they are worth, they lend them out, they loan them out at $2 million per animal. So um, the fact that it is such a government run process to receive a panda bear like even if a zoo wants to purchase one you it's absolutely uh almost impossible to afford if you will um they they don't reproduce there's they have a very hard time getting the men to even know how to reproduce with the women like there's no habitual or no um, you know, you know how to reproduce with Mm -hmm. your, with your wife, you know, a black bear, uh, it's, it's been known that bears don't have the highest sex drive. However, the panda bear has to be forced in order to, to procreate. Um, it's, it's very strange, a strange concept. Uh, and another thing is that once you've purchased your leader has purchased these um creatures every if you look back we have to look at duck duck go search engine um every world leader who's ever purchased these panda bears has had a photograph taken with these baby pandas and it's almost like a they're saying like an illuminati type of conspiracy um, and the the black eyeball, if you look into a panda's eye, it's it's so human like. And the black eyeball is a, a huge symbolism of the Illuminati. Um, I don't know what they're called, Illuminati group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this might sound um, really sporadic, but it's because it is. So I may be classifying it as a conspiracy theory, but when I read about it, there are all kinds of different information regarding how these bears 
um, are just kind of useless and they don't really have any importance to the environment like all other animals do. So, so in hindsight, it's some say that they have been, uh, genetically modified into these creatures for cuddly lovable reasons in order to just create funds and um and help the diplomatic party of of china gain power and money through these bears that's insane um yeah so that's the conspiracy behind uh (laughs) panda bears also you know every other bear is an omnivore and a carnivore and these bears only eat bamboo. Yeah, specific shit. It's very specific. And it said that when you pay for your panda or you mm-hmm. put the loan out to China for your panda, it said that they're paying for their habitat and to grow this specific bamboo. Because not only do they like bamboo, they like the less nutrient bamboo. So what? it just, as far as evolution goes in animals, this this animal has not evolved whatsoever it has been the same since very day one and you know they they will tell you that they're going extinct and tell you that there's only a hundred left in the wild and 60 left in zoos and stuff but um the the question around it is is it really that or are we just trying to raise money for these fake animals Mm -hmm. this is not me saying this just giving you a um, like a, a rundown of that. Mm-hmm. So that is my panda bear conspiracy that I've read about over the last couple of months. That's crazy. And Some of it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, but otherwise it's like, you know, in this day and age could be true. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll never know, but no, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the history on it is vague mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's really hard to kind of, gather all that information because it is very vague that's why my my research like i saw what you're saying like yeah. i thought you're gonna be like it's a it's a fucking alien or some shit or like oh, a human clone no no no. it's just that's that's why it was hard for me to you know it, when you look up aliens or you mm-hmm. look up flat earth theory or you yeah. look up sasquatch there's a fucking ton of shit mm-hmm. right this is more secret mm-hmm. this is more on the down low yeah um you know china is a very secretive country they have a lot of power they have a lot of uh money they have a lot of things and Mm -hmm. do i do i think it's real i don't know do i think it could be who knows that's how we're talking about it that's why it's we're talking the conspiracy theories part because you never know you never know Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's cute damn things they're cute, but that's always eating. That's why I sent you that video because I was researching pandas. And I'm like, fucking panda, just just fucking chewing. Panda. Yep, just panda, chewing. panda, panda. What's that song? <laughs> panda, panda, panda. That's what I'm gonna put for this the music to uh, this one. Every time we do conspiracy theories, you're like, panda, 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 panda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. There we go. We're we're planning ahead, guys. Mm-hmm. We're planning ahead. Awesome. No, that's good. That's a good one. Wanted to talk about it. There we go. Part three, conspiracy theories, pandas. Go yeah. read it up. Probably one of the most broad ones and the one that is going to make everyone go, hmm, I need to really look for that. And you're going to be searching for a while. But when you find it, also TikTok, you yeah. know, 
Um, there's, there's a few people who do conspiracy theory, TikToks, Mm -hmm. and, um, you can find some pretty cool shit about pandas, conspiracy theory pandas on there. But again, it's TikTok. Like, what do you, eh, got to take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. hundred percent. Now this is probably going to be the last episode. We're going to be using, um, fucking zoom. Uh, so we have to do some editing because we have, we have time segments we get to record, but let's get to our, uh, top five for today. Okay. And, uh, it's a great choice, Candace, because, uh, I have to think, I have to use my brain. So did I. And, uh, top five actors in in no particular order from, from my end. I don't know how you went top five, uh, but you, you can go first. Me? Yeah, you had a great, great choice. Uh, very, very hard thinking choice. So yes, yeah, it was. Um, okay, no particular order will do, and okay. I'm going to start off with a bang and say Johnny Depp. And this is not a bandwagon type of jumping on thing. I'm <laughs> sure, they're Amber Heard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did I shit the bed or what? Um, Bam! So apparently- Jokes. I have loved Johnny Depp since I was a very little girl. I was influenced by cousins and posters in their room. And I just have honestly loved everything, almost everything. Sweeney Todd was meh, but I love his acting. Johnny Depp, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Um, I'm going to throw in Tom Hanks. Oh, uh, I didn't have a, 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 like a fifth one, but mm-hmm he always surfaces my brain when I think of movies because I too love all his movies, cartoons, everything he's done. Uh, Steve Martin, oh, because nice. his comedy is bar none, makes me piss my pants. Mm-hmm. Andrew Barrymore. Yes. Fantastic choice. Yeah. She's my girl. I, I love her. I love her realness and uh, not a big fan of her daytime show, mm-hmm. but I, I do love her acting. Those are my top five. Nice. Well, nice. interesting choice with uh, Johnny Depp. He's such a crybaby. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> see what I did there? I did. Okay. <laughs> oh, so lame. All right. <laughs> but uh, that Drew Barrymore, yeah. Like, I don't have any females in my top five list. I don't know why, but, but Drew Barrymore should be there. Because, uh, yeah, amazing. Honorable mention. Yes. Her and uh, Reese Witherspoon for me. That those two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, n- no particular order. Uh, Henry Cavill, Mr. Okay. Superman, The Witcher. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Dude can play anything. Uh, and and I love The Witcher series. He's a, he's a great Superman. Um, mm-hmm. He might be James Bond. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Um, wow. Brad Pitt. Now, why Brad Pitt? Fucking guy. It's classic. If you've seen the Oceans movies, uh, you know, amazing. Just, you know, calm as shit, always eating something. Fantastic. Uh, Fight Club, all those. uh, He's just really good. He just blends into the character and is always intriguing. Uh, Even when he does stupid uh, war, uh, like uh, ancient war movies. Like, you know, uh, like that he's done. Um, Nicolas Cage goofy as fuck but 
gone in 60 seconds. He was amazing in that. National Treasure. Um, we'll skip Ghost Rider because that was awful. But yeah, it was. You know, you know Con Air, like Nicolas okay. Cage is the dude. Uh, yeah. He could be anything. And fortunately for us, thank God he was not Superman. Um, <laughs> ben Affleck, Ben Affleck to me, one of the best actors of all time. Um, I might not agree with some of his views. But he's been yes. in some of my favorite movies, Jersey Girl, Batman, Dogma. Um, awesome. Okay. Awesome. And then number and my top one here right now is Joaquin Phoenix. The Joker, Walk the Line, one of my favorite movies, Signs, Gladiator. Uh, just really, really amazing into character actor. Mm-hmm. Definitely a method actor, character yeah. actor, for sure. That's That's my five right there. That's a really good, uh, wow. Okay. Very yeah. different, of course, as usual. Yeah. Well, Love it's, it. It's good. We're, we're completely, completely different. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a question for you in our Get to Know the Host segment for the last mm-hmm. thing on this uh, yeah, recording session. Um, I want to know who was your first celebrity crush? Stop it. Bam. That is my question for you. Bam. Bam. For bam. next week. Bam. No! I'm, follow- I'm following the topic here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It, it went with the whole <laughs> actor's thing. can't believe um, you said that. Okay. Um, I'll, okay, fine. I'll give you mine after you, you give yours. Cause, okay. Because yeah. now I have to think of a new... I was like, yes, I got a good one for him. <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Scott Wolf. Okay. And Johnny Depp. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Definitely Scott Wolf. I've always had a thing for. What was uh, he in? I can't picture the face. Scott Wolf was in Party of Five. Okay. Yeah. Um, he has dimples, and he's just—he just is so adorable. He's still just as adorable. Um, I love dimples. They're—they're they're like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always. I always uh, joke with my husband that the only reason I married him was because he had red hair and dimples because I wanted our kids <laughs> to have that. And they don't. Uh, my kids have like brown hair, and no dimples anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so who are yours? I'm so curious. Or who well, is your uh, first celebrity crush? And I'm going to get blasted for this because I hate this person now. And uh, I fight them as much as I can online all the time. Because this person is also a podcaster now. But my first celebrity crush, Alyssa Milano. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. She's Who's the hot. boss? Oh, was, yeah. was. Now she's just crazy. Now she mm. is. She, she indeed <laughs> does have different uh, views. Yeah. No, no. Flat out crazy. That's, that's my opinion. But I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the uh, first celebrity crush. There you go. Shit, now I have to think of a new yes, topic you do. for yes, ah! you do. <laughs> good luck next oh. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. All right. So uh let's do our main topic for the day. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I know it's something you want to talk about for a while, and I had more ammunition for this uh mm-hmm. topic. So I'm like, oh, let's do this now. As yeah. that sounds really weird, probably on people's headphones, and they're giving up <laughs> listening. Okay, school curriculum. Yeah, yeah. Now. It's funny about this is that uh, I have a, t- a friend who's a teacher, mm-hmm. 
and her and I uh, a couple years ago sat down and like really made a list of what what kids should be learning. Our curriculum in this area hasn't been changed since the 80s. So um, this is going to be an interesting one. I, I have a very long list of of things that I think should be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, it's a fine line because I think parents should be teaching a lot of these things too, but mm-hmm. we all know that teachers are like friends in the public school or the um, primary school grades anyway, like teachers are everything. And if you can get those teachers to talk about important things and, and, take out the not so important things in the curriculum, Mm -hmm. then uh, kids would be better off in the future because they're influenced by their peers and their teachers. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be interesting. What what is your perspective? Uh, Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of issues with uh, not with me, not really with the curriculum itself too, too much because I've, I, I have a deep rooted connection to teaching and uh, all that other stuff. I, I've done it, obviously. Uh, my um, my wife does it, mm-hmm. and since be, done, having done it myself for a long time, and you know, continuously have to do a part portion of it for a living. Mm-hmm. And my approach is uh, twofold. One, yes, curriculum super important, but also how you approach it, mm-hmm. and. You can have the best curriculum in the world, but if you have someone not one following it too, uh, n- you know, not having the enthusiasm to uh, support the education of it is, is also one of the big drawbacks of um, of teaching uh, yeah. on our kids learning. So mm-hmm. it's, it's two way street, but I'm interested to hear the topics uh, that you have of things that should be taught because uh, what I have. Uh, that I wanted to also add to this at some point uh, is some of the reactions that I found from teachers in the U.S. of how the kids are learning and behaving, what they uh, kind of what they're they're missing, and what mm. kind of kids they're getting in their classrooms, uh, or how unprepared they are. Because there's a lot of things that uh, that are wrong in the school systems that should be fixed. And there's a lot of things that we've gone away from, even from way back when, when I've been in school. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, th- I'm sure you'll touch on it, but I'm, I'll be just be chipping in uh, as you're going through your list. Oh, you just want me to give you my list of things I think should be taught in schools that aren't. Because that's, or- that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Uh, let's go mm-hmm. through that first. And I think that we're going to go off of different branches of that. Okay. As we um- go. When this is all me, not, I'm not a teacher. I don't have the curriculum in front of me. Um, I am friends with many teachers, Catholic board, public board, French board, all the things. Uh, And some of these things could be taught slightly. And I, and I'm not knowing at this point, my children are still young, but um, I believe that teaching children relevant things, no matter how hard it is to say, no matter how um, odd it is, if it's happening currently in the world, it needs to be taught. And I do a good job of doing that. My husband does, but I don't know that the teachers are putting that out there because it's not in their curriculum. Things, uh, sustainable living, 
uh, coding should be huge right now. And for my kids learn maybe two days of coding uh, through the whole school year, not cool. World religion. Um, and and I, this is touchy and I might sound a little bit contradicting because I don't send my kids to a, a, a religious school, but I don't believe that one religion should be taught. I believe that we should take the time and teach them about different cultures, different religions, uh, because they are indeed multicultural schools, different religions and different uh, cultures are in the school. Therefore, they should learn about it. Astrology, ecology, uh, social media etiquette, basic banking, you know, I, I have friends who don't even know how to write a check. And I know my mom's going to be nodding her head at this for sure. They taught, they teach you nothing of that sort. Climate change, uh, anatomy, which that one I probably cross off because there are, I just received a letter home from my grade one. My daughter will be receiving, um, it's in the curriculum that the teachers are teaching about anatomy and proper proper etiquette when it comes to talking about your private parts or, you know, not using slang words and things of that sort. Uh, but again, it's a half an hour class. It's all uh -huh. they're teaching them. Um, mental health, uh, maybe survival skills, basic first aid, sex, marriage, addiction. Um, I think that we should be heavily concentrating in our, especially in our area of, of indigenous culture and history. It's very important for kids to know where their land came from. And this is, could be, you know, controversial for some people, but I really believe that they should know what, what land that they're living on, why, and why we can't use words like Indian anymore, if you will. Um, so those are, those are some of the, the things on my list. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I'm typing these out as you go. And so like, I have a, my short-term memory is terrible. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I have to, uh, let's, let's start with the parts I agree. Uh, well, no, that's the last, because I got to add to that. Um, some things um, that I would question is the whole coding thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I never understood. And, and I'm a website designer. Mm -hmm. And I do a bunch of shit. I don't understand how why coding is so important. Uh, because uh, there, there's been a trend for the past five or so years to, oh, yeah, kids should be coding, 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 coding. Coding what? For what In exact reason? What's that? Uh, uh, for me, it's to spark interest. You know, you have kids like, always wanting to be on video games, always wanting to be on the TV, mm -hmm. always wanting to do those things. So for me, it would spark interest. And in, I tell my son, if you like that video game, you could one day be a video game creator. You have to learn how to code and how to use a computer properly and learn all the programs. So uh, well, it's not necessarily, me, go ahead. Let me tell you what you th first thing you need to do before you do coding is learn the language you'd be speaking first. Okay. Uh, because that's a huge thing because one coding is is a separate language. Yep. Uh, so honestly, since I've learned coding and I learned how to code, uh, you should first, and I I'm telling this is going to get into this a little bit later on. 
we have to learn a language to communicate with first, then encourage coding uh, for many reasons, because there's so many coding short forms, things that stand for things. And mm -hmm. if you just say this stands for this, but yeah, but can you, can you actually write what this stands for? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if you can't do that, then it defeats the purpose of coding. Right. I totally agree with you. I do agree um, with you. So everybody's yeah. going, yeah, kids need to learn coding from the youngest age. Well, no, personally, just my opinion mm -hmm. is because you still haven't learned the basics of your own language to communicate mm -hmm. with person to person. So everybody being pushed for coding, there is an underlying agenda for coding, they, uh, why they want to push coding, but that's another conspiracy theory we'll get to one day. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, coding is, uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't push 100% to do that for, for those specific reasons. Climate change, you know my stance on that. Uh, if if we did uh, a broad uh, climate or nature education, I'm all for mm -hmm. it. But we know that's never going to happen. So because the bullshit that's being pushed on everybody, you'll never get an honest opinion on anyone. So you know my stand on that. We did a whole show on it. People got angry. Mm -hmm. Whatever. You don't like truth. Uh <laughs> I'm talking to the audience here, not not you. I know you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, social media. So I wanted to say yeah, something about yeah, coding. Yeah. Go for it. So I agree with you, but I don't in the sense mm -hmm. of I feel as though, and this is coming from two people who speak multiple languages, mm -hmm. that it's of that sort, right? You introduce things early and not necessarily thoroughly having to know code. But to introduce things of that sort early while your their brains are little sponges still and absorbing, it's like introducing another language, right? Mm -hmm. um, it may be easier to learn at a younger age than to develop the learning for it at a later age. So that's um, was is my point on that. So, so I taught web design at Sinclair. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to 18, 17, 18, and 19 year old and older adults. Okay. Um, when done properly, anyone can learn it, honestly. Uh, but I understand why they want to do it earlier, but I still don't think it's necessary to push your kids into it. Again, okay. you're right. Languages are much easier to learn as kids, 100%. I speak a few, yes. Mm -hmm. But uh, the main premise behind pushing people to do coding mm -hmm. is not what we think it is. Yeah, I, I understand. So it's a different show, but I, yeah. I do understand where you're coming it's from. It's not completely necessary. Yeah, if your kid's into uh, video games, web stuff, mm -hmm. and creating character models and programming, 100%. But that's yeah. programming. Uh, uh, yeah, go for it. But not yeah. everybody needs to learn it. Okay. The, the huge push for it is really strange. Okay. Yeah, when I do, I do get it, 100%. And yeah, they are sponges. Um, yeah, climate change, social media. Um, mm -hmm. That's a big one for me since I'm on it like 24-7 yeah. or, or more. Um, mm -hmm. The dangers of it more than actual social media. Because if we, you know, kids already want phones. Kids already want this and that. And, you know. I'm dealing with that right now. You're starting to deal with all that right now with your kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the longer we can 
prolong it of not happening, the better. Because it mm-hmm. comes with the next point that I'm going to make is addiction. Mm-hmm. Those things together, especially at that young age, mm-hmm. are very critical. Because one comes with the other. It does. You and I know. What's, what do we have with us all the time? Our phones. Mm-hmm. What do we look at when we need something? Our phones. We don't ask mm-hmm. questions anymore. No. You know what I mean? So those two things for me are crucial to uh, uh, kind of push away for as long as possible. Yes, mm-hmm. we need to understand it. Yes, they should learn the dangers of social media. Also critical on how you approach this because you're going to have a lot of kids. Yeah, whatever. My phone. Here's an app. Whatever. Doing my thing. <clears throat> so Absolutely. Uh, your history, hundred thousand percent. That's not even a real thing, but yes, history should be taught. Uh, real history. Um, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I had a history teacher once tell me that Mike, the country I was born in hasn't been, wasn't uh, around until end of world war two. So that was kind of interesting. So your history teacher has to be knowledgeable okay, Yeah. since the, the city I was born in is older than the country you live in. All right. So it's, it's kind of so like, true. you know I mean? Like you have to have actual history being taught. Uh, it can't be selective. Uh, all the key things, if you were on to teach history has to go in order, get all the bits in there because history is important because we're repeating it. Sometimes, sometimes we don't learn from it and we should be learning from our history <laughs> of whatever that is geography. You know what, if you look at a map and you don't know where you're looking at, you need to learn geography. Local geography, mm-hmm. I would start there. Yeah, always. Very interesting. You need to know mm-hmm. what what things look like. And um, it, it's considered one of the easier subjects in school because, um, again, of how it's taught. And mm-hmm. not everywhere. Just personal experience. But, uh, yeah, geography. You look at a map. Find a map. Learn Just it. Just put a map on your kid's wall. Yeah. And, and then mine too. Is, yeah. Uh, from a very, very, very young age. Yep. And you have to know what it all looks like. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's good to know where what it is, uh, where things are, and where you are. I mm-hmm. think that's important. Yeah. I agree with you. And start where you are first. I agree yeah. with that wholeheartedly. It's like, no. And that's what I, of all these things. I'm assuming all these things I listed off, I'm assuming that the basic uh, things that need to be learned for our our culture and our um, history should be taught. And I'm hoping they're in the curriculum, but these are extra added things that Mm -hmm. I believe should um, be put into our child's learning learning brains. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the banking? Oh, you know, banking, we should do uh, banking, taxes, like that stuff should mm-hmm. be done uh, beginning of high school. Like grade nine, you get into accounting. Or business or something. Business. Yeah, you have like about like balancing like everyday expenses, bills, that stuff should be introduced before these kids even um, uh, you even get into like any any other accounting stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's um, not. I mean, it's not tough. And maybe it is. I hope. I. I hope we get some feedback from. Like I said, I'm only familiar with primary. You know, one um, high school teacher, an English teacher, but I don't speak to that person very often about curriculum. 
but I'm hoping to get some feedback and maybe these things are taught and spoken about and we just don't mm-hmm. know. So, right. And then from what I've been able to tell, a lot of these things are not taught. Um, like personal experience, this probably is out there most places, but from personal experience, not too much. Also, why have we stopped learning, uh, having uh, home economics classes like baking, cooking? That should be brought back in high school. Definitely. Like, like, uh, I know some high schools have garages to work on cars and get our hands on stuff. Yes. Bring all that back. Shop classes. Bring that shit back. Bring it back. You know what I mean? Like, things hands-on. We have to understand that these are life skills they have to learn. Like, high school should be life skills. Yes. You know, yeah. Reading books and writing essays is one thing, but learning how to take care of yourself is a little bit more pre- pre- yes. prevalent prevalent that's, that's the word yep. i'm trying to read and <laughs> and talk at the same time <laughs> um it's just the lack of life skills even social skills because that kind of goes to the media we were not learning social skills as much as used to because of the whole social media thing and you that's said right. you know uh dealing with um uh different mental issues well this is kind of where it stems from i think because we we've gone away from uh the social experience mm-hmm. of school mm-hmm. and more into the uh online online bullshit and mm-hmm. you don't have kids don't know how to deal with things anymore and they, they create uh you know these mental issues so i think we need that jolt back into kids need to go and hang out with kids yeah and, and the agenda is always, has always been for high school is to push, push, push for them to figure out by the age of 17, fucking 18, what they want to do with the rest of their goddamn life. Hell no. So the only, the only push there is figure out what you want to go to universities for and pay money for to learn. That's what the push has always been. And that's where we're lacking mm-hmm. is not giving them the social skills to figure out um, that on their own, instead they're pushed by guidance counselors or teachers mm-hmm. to why, you know, hence why we have so many nurses and so many kids going to teachers college. And they're all like three or four different things that kids are going out of high school to do because they're being pushed to figure out what they want to do with their life They've give, been given a pretty shitty non-broad curriculum that's stagnant and old, and mm-hmm. it taught them nothing except to think that they are nothing unless they figure out what they want to be at 18. This mm-hmm. is my perspective. I had a really, really hard time. I didn't go to university or college right after high school because I had no fucking idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's normal, but you're made to feel by society and the people around you and your peers who are going to school. And now I look back, none of my friends who went to school for the things that they went to school for at 18 are doing that anymore because they weren't ready to make the choice of what they wanted to do long-term. And the mm-hmm. people who are in that job still are not happy because they've changed. Yeah. Fuck, I'm almost 40 years old and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I you think know? you're past the whole, I want to grow up part. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, I'm just giving like the perspective of this is me as an 18 year old. Yeah, speaking, no, you know? for sure. Um, so I, I, I love 
post-secondary. I will, I will save for my children to be able to put them through to what they want to be and -hmm. what they want to accomplish with their life as far as learning. But, you know, we, we have this bad uh, idea of just you know, letting them go into the wild at 17, 18 years old and expecting them to know what they want to do and want to be. And I just don't think that that's, um, that that's working. Hmm. I don't think it's working. Well, uh, what I was going to say is I'm going to say something extremely shocking because you, you know, my points of view on everything. And I have to agree with one thing the liberal party was proposing. One, I know I'm shocking everybody here right now. One thing, and it's not, not the idea of it, not their execution because they're stupid. Um, the idea of bringing grade 13 always see back, and I tell you why I would. You would, yeah, I would. Okay, I would bring grade 13 back or OEC as we used to call it. Um, mm-hmm. for one reason and one reason only your, your last year of high school should be getting and figuring out experiences in the workforce. So for that whole year, you would be every semester trying out getting co-op in different places you might consider working. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can get that experience and see if it's for you. You know, go for a month, two months here, two months here, two months of different professions and see what it is. Yeah. As a Did co-op student. Uh, no, I did. No, I was I was in my co-op already in grade uh, uh, beginning of grade eleven. Okay. Yeah, and I in already something I wanted to do, so I was I was good. But uh, like like you said, no, most people weren't anywhere near what they're doing now. So, but I think if you do the grade thirteen thing, which is a great idea, but it has to be used for Figuring work out development. What? Why did they get rid of it? Uh, they wanted, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming they wanted, like you said, wanted to be more people going to post secondary to make that money. They, yeah. they needed a spike in university. And like, come on, for, for the amount of money University of Windsor makes, uh, <laughs> you think that thing would be like uh, plagued in gold? So much money, even just to park my car. Oh, you oh know what? Gosh. Have you, you're not on Twitter. I know you're not, but you should be <laughs> because my opinion of that university's parking situation holy fucking christ i was there on tuesday for uh all uh, for a meet mm-hmm. yeah and one couldn't find parking no. two when i found parking the parking meters didn't work so i was Ooh. told to use the app i'm like your fucking app sucks i used the app you didn't like it their, their app i couldn't even get on it Oh, and then I'm like, how about I have money in my pocket? And I want to give it to you. No, couldn't fucking do that either. Because none of those fucking meters take cash. Oh, gee, I'm sorry that I want to be a regular human being with money in my pocket and give it to you. But no, none of those meters want to take cash. Only take credit cards, not even debit I credit know. cards. I know. So, piece of fucking shit university. You think <laughs> they're so awesome, yet don't want your money because, you know, they'd rather have a, a I got a couple of people driving around giving tickets away, make yeah. money that way. What a yeah! I still parked illegally and I didn't pay, so fuck them. Yeah, but oh well, whatever. I took the risk and I don't give a shit. Yeah, that was a ter- terrible experience. Terrible. 
no risk, no reward. Right. But a um, couple of things that we just talked about um, that the, the, I found a, uh, a thread of teachers talking about their experiences that's uh, in their schools. Okay. Um, and a lot of comments on this thread. There's teachers saying different things. I want to read through some of them and let me know what you think. Here's mm-hmm. first thread. Uh, we're raising a generation of functional functional illiterates. Ooh. And the one of somebody chimes in, functional is debatable. And the person responds, one of my high school classes admitted that none of them had a single book, read a single book since elementary school. In lecture classes, uh, the book is read aloud wow. or they just watch the movie. No. Uh-huh. No, it's so lazy. Yep. Uh, last week, I asked, the, uh, I asked the class of ninth graders what one, one times one is. And the answer is she was, uh, and she immediately got a question of, can I use a calculator or two? <laughs> what? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Um, it's because uh, they're not using their, their, like, they're not using their, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an answer to this in a second. Uh, a senior ELA teacher uh, asked, said, she stopped asking students what to identify nouns and verbs um, because they don't know what those are. Ugh. And a senior, she had a senior, uh, didn't know months of the year, only knew the birth, their birth month and what month came after. And the biggest issues they have is spelling, grammar, formatting errors, and they struggle writing complete sentences. And they didn't understand why copying and pasting from the internet is wrong. Mm. Uh, we so know that's wrong. About plagiarism. Plagiar- yeah, that's right. Um, let's see here. Or like telling time on a, on a typical watch or a typical yes. clock. That was one of them. Uh, people, uh, there's one thread here that says students were asking to put an regular analog uh, digital clock in the room because they couldn't tell the time on the clock. You know, mm-hmm. now there's a common teacher, sense. That's I know. We'll get to it. <laughs> I want you to read it and listen to some of these because it's funny. <laughs> I think you'll get a crack out of this. Uh, there's a teacher that asked her students in, in art class, what materials did you use for your artwork? And there's students that didn't understand that question. What? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole deal with these students here is the same thing. It started kind of when I was in high school is the idea of not failing kids. Yeah. Because everyone everybody medal, has to Jacob. pass. What's everyone that? Gets a go- everyone gets a, a medal, a gold ribbon. See, everyone. Yeah, no, because participation medals are not medals. That's just identifying you were present. And that should not be rewarded. No, it shouldn't. And this is what we're doing with passing everybody and nobody failing. And then it's it's coming to universities and co- more colleges and universities right now. But it's a, it's a sad reality of why dropout rates are still so high in the universities because they are not ready. They are not ready. Right. So that, I think that's the biggest thing. We 
the whole education system is letting these kids just slide and it makes them, it cripples them for actual life in the real world. One, not giving them the tools and two, non-realistic expectations. Yes. And not giving them. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It's, it's actually quite scary Mm -hmm. because those, those, uh, what you read off of those teachers' comments about their students, like shame on the parents. Yep, is is what I say, and maybe it's a communication thing. Um, however, and my kids again are primary grades, and I I've been blessed with excellent teachers so far. But the, the communication between me and the teachers is unreal. But maybe that's on my part because I want to know. Like my daughter, for instance, you know, wasn't holding her pencil properly in grade mm-hmm. one. Uh, and they, they were like, Oh, maybe she needs occupational therapy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Cause she's six and not holding a pencil correctly. Don't automatic. Has anyone told me, has anyone given me the option to work with her? Right. Has, you know, I see it. I correct it at home. If mm-hmm. it was a big issue should have been brought to me immediately, not mm-hmm. taking a, an occupational therapist, taking their time away from a child who extremely needs it compared to you want to put my it's an easy fix right it doesn't take much so shame on those parents for not recognizing realizing even without the communication from the teacher mm-hmm. it's your responsibility as a parent to be the ultimate teacher yep be involved be involved watch how your child read with your child my children and I'm, this is just me talking about my children because it's my example mm-hmm. but my children read at night before they go to bed my children read with us. Uh, I, I like to watch them doing their homework. Again, still young ages. But if you adapt these things early, yep. then, you know, you don't just in grade seven say, okay, now I want to see you hold your pencil and you read me a book. You can't do that <laughs> shit. It's lazy parenting is right. what it is. You can't Shame expect on the some, parent. Right. You can't expect something to happen when you haven't prepared them for it or taught them the skills. So no, you can't. Basic shit, guys basic shit let's let's cut the the cycle and fucking stop being lazy because mm-hmm. we show them our laziness and then they're just going to continue on being lazy and then exactly. in university wasting all their parents money and then the parents get mad that they're not doing their best but it's like what did you expect mm-hmm. mom honestly yep. lead by example yep so all right let's uh quickly transition for the next five minutes to uh, angering everybody uh, at least I will really quickly because this may kind of, kind of ties in to finish off the show is uh, when there's laws passed and there's outrage and for different reasons and topics, I think it kind of touches on what we were just talking about mm. and parent involvement on what the schools are teaching and what the teachers are doing and if anybody has been paying attention to what's happening, what happened in Florida earlier this year with some of the laws they passed in the uh, education system, you've probably heard a lot of different things, a lot of scare tactics, a lot of different information that you just, you know, get from the TV, which you never should. Um, mm-hmm. Because this applies to what we were just talking about, uh, how much uh, what the curriculum is and how much input should parents have. And I think the parents should have a lot of input on what's being taught in schools because these are your children. Yeah. And uh, even if it's a, a public school system, you should have input 
on what the children are being taught. And regardless of what your stances are on some of these topics, like the Florida laws, for example, it's uh, uh, a law that is called, I have it here, so I don't get yelled at. <laughs> um, uh, I'll find this in a second. It is the Parental Rights in Education Act. Oh. Okay. That's what it's okay. actually called. And the TV might tell you otherwise. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not gonna say it. You can say it. I'm not gonna say it because it's it's uh, it's a scare tactic. Okay, uh, so that's mm-hmm. the actual name of the law, and the main point of this law is uh, to adopt procedures for notifying students' parents if there's a change in the student services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for the student. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pr- uh, procedures must reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children by requiring school district personnel to encourage the student to discuss issues relating to his or her well-being with his or her parent and facilitate uh, and to or to facilitate discussion of the issue with the parent. So the the procedures may not prohibit parents from accessing any of their students' education, health records created, maintained, or used by the school district as required by whatever bill. So that sounds fantastic to me. Okay. Because uh, it requires and allows parents to know what the kids are learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, mm-hmm. You should know if there's a, some change in the curriculum mm-hmm. that matters mm-hmm. that your your kid will be um, exposed to. Your parent get no gets notified. Mm-hmm. Well, that only makes sense to me because if there's something right. they're going to be taught about, I want to know what they're being taught about. Absolutely. Now, if you've heard the news, you would think the world is ending because it they're screaming. Okay, not for that reason. Uh, <laughs> Because you would think there's an attack on a specific group of people in, mm-hmm. on, in Florida. They're being murdered in the streets, dragged by, uh, by horses down uh, and then strung up. Like, really, people? Please read. Please research. Because regardless of what the media yells at you to be scared and, and pretend there's an issue, this is what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Because the facts are really easy to find. Mm-hmm. You know, this act has been called many different things. Yes. This law has been called many different things that are derogatory. If well, I was it's funny that you say that because you call when I was reading about it, it mm-hmm. was that's not the title that I read it as. You know, have, when you read off the, the law. Have, it, yeah, literally yeah. the uh, Florida Senate.gov uh, bill uh, 1557. Oh, the right okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, HB 1557. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the bill right in front of me. Again, not, not from some news website, directly from the government website. Okay. So all this proves, to finish off the show, is if you're m- mad about something, that's something so outrageous. Mm-hmm. Like, how can this be something? How can this, someone discriminate against right. others so badly? Please go find yeah, please. exactly what it's what it is go Mm -hmm. straight to the actual source and the government doesn't usually if it's a bill like this doesn't hide it 
unless it's the federal government under Joe Biden, then no, you can't find shit. But uh, in this case, you can. It's available to read yeah. everything, all of it. Yeah. So you can you can listen to the screams and protests. But if I was a parent, I want this bill to be in place. Yes. So I know exactly right what is being taught. If I agree or disagree, regardless of that topic, you just want to know. I need to know. Yeah. So there you go. All right. That's a good way to end. Right. And it did tie in really well. It's a good segue. All right. That's what we do around here. And if you listen this far, you survived and you made it. Candace, they've made it. Follow, like, subscribe, and please share. Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Next, uh, Next, we're at show 11, which is just going to be how could you not have an awesome show at number 11 so (laughs) thanks for listening and um make sure you follow us on all the platforms